0: Perfect. You ready? Uh, ready to rock and roll.
1: Welcome to the Business Networking Show, brought to you by your partnerships. Here is your host, Lee Randall-Pibus. Welcome to the show, Jeffrey. It's an absolute pleasure to have you with me today, sir. I always love an American voice on this show. Whereabouts in America are you? Uh,
0: Green Bay, Wisconsin. that's uh so if you're if if you're around the world you have to say go packers i think it's a law i think it's an institution but uh yeah i live about uh, about 15 minutes from the stadium and uh the people here are just fantastic i've lived in eight states throughout my life southeast northeast and uh it's by far the best state i've lived in the people are fantastic they're friendly and and even our fans are friendly even our fans are friendly which is pretty cool but yeah i've been i've been up here since 2000 and uh, i really enjoy the uh the four seasons gets a little cold i think we have similar weather uh over there in england i think we're kind of similar on the uh what is that the parallel okay and uh but yeah it's 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 really nice
1: brilliant brilliant well it's great to meet you so tell
0: us about your business <clears throat> uh first of all i want to say thank you for having me on with your partnerships uh, david brock has been very uh uh you know helpful with with setting this all up so uh, originally uh john gomez was the the first person that reached out to me and uh, i was really impressed with the professionalism and everything that happens uh, on your end of your partnership so it's an honor and a privilege oh, thank you very much uh, about my business um <clears throat> well first a little intro i spent 30 years in the retail sector as an executive leader for the home depot lowe's uh, barnes and noble shopco pet smart uh, toys r us publix and festival foods uh, and as well as uh, 16 years as a retail uh, research analyst so i found a new retail ethos in order to provide advisory consulting services to retail and business leaders uh, around the world. Uh, We provide a structured blueprint that assists clients with achieving sustained success through our proprietary program. Um, New Retail Ethos provides a, what I like to call comprehensive assessment of all 10 pillars uh, contained within my book, The Ultimate Retail Manual, um, Strategies for Retailers to Thrive and Succeed in the Digital World is the full title. Um, While providing, we provide tangible and actionable solutions. We have consulted with uh, small, medium and large retail operators uh, around the globe. So uh, as founder and CEO, I thoroughly enjoy being, uh, what's the word, ground engaged. I like to be on site as much as I can with the, uh, the retailers and the businesses that we service as much as time is, is permitting uh, geographical locations, of course, with the pandemic, it's been a lot harder uh, to be on site anywhere outside of the United States, obviously. Um, I thoroughly enjoy, like I said, being ground engaged uh, with our clients, uh, by providing a personalized experience. Uh, I'm extremely proud of the personalized experience. One thing about retail that I really took away is the personalized experience that you give to each customer. It really transfers over to other sectors and other parts of your life, to be honest with you. So I'm very grateful to have those 30 years in retail at, at eight different retailers. So I got to see eight different ways of, of doing uh, exemplary customer service from the, the, the different niches that i worked in so complete client satisfaction is obviously our number one priority um, it, it's something i'm extremely passionate about borderline fanatical might be <laughs> might be a good word for that I, I really want to make sure that each client uh is satisfied 100 uh, 10%. yeah absolutely what, um, so why did you start start this business then that's a great question i, I get asked that uh, all the time um I started back in 2005 when i was still in retail i started working for a, a company uh recruited me called Gearson lehman group they are a research uh, consulting firm um, with offices around the world uh, and i was part-time with them and basically what i would do was i would consult on the retail sector from a kind of an owner operator standpoint from the store levels the district levels i really enjoyed sharing um, the experiences that i had in retail with clients around the world um i really was able to articulate it well so they kind of called me a hybrid a hybrid meaning that basically i have all the experience but then i also am able to articulate it to different clients and different audiences <clears throat> so i i wanted to help clients uh with that with that procedure uh, i like doing it uh, i knew retail wasn't going to last forever it's a very demanding a very demanding job you're on your feet uh you're working a lot of hours as as a leader uh it's very rewarding and, and and I really enjoyed that part, but you, you're not going to probably do it for 40 or 50 years. You know, you transition into something different. So I started thinking about what can I do? Um, how can I take the skill set that I've learned, uh, the transferable skill set, and, and help other people with it? Um, being a leader is great, but uh, you can be a leader in other things. So I wanted to help clients achieve their aspirations uh, while sharing my vast retail knowledge that I accumulated over the years. So starting my own retail consultancy allowed me to the freedom to expand my reach globally Um, so it brings joy and happiness to my heart to work with retail and business leaders Um, i know the book is about retail but it actually uh, of the 10 pillars seven are applicable to anybody with a a business that has a product and or service Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i work with retail and business leaders around the world and i share my best practices that i gleaned uh, throughout my 30-year tenure in the sector so i achieved massive success with my uh, 10 pillar blueprint through empirical results. These are basically hands-on experiences that produce tangible and consistent results versus uh, theoretical ideas or what's the good word? Conceptual possibilities. When I decided to write the book, I wanted to make sure that what, what I'm, um, I'm putting out there for people to, to learn from that I've already done it myself. So I, I think the best way to, to teach and lead others is through leading by example. So each pillar that, 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 I, that I that I talk about in the book and that I consult with with each client, every client I go through all 10 pillars, uh, it's highly successful in any retailer or business, regardless of size, niche, um, demographics, seasonality, and company revenue. That's the one thing that I've learned through, through doing this for the last three years. The book came out in 2018 and I've updated it in 2020 to be more relevant with, it, with the pandemic and such. Yeah. But small, medium, or large companies um, find highly successful results when, when they implement all 10 pillars. So it's, when it's executed and implemented completely and consistently, that's the key. Um, the 10 pillars create positive momentum that will permeate throughout an entire organization. So in essence, when all stores within a company are operating synergistically, the results will be extremely impressive. But the key is that you, you got to do it consistently. So the retailers that and, and the leaders that do it consistently with their teams, everybody's kind of on the uh, same page. They get fantastic results.
1: I love it. And what I love about this is um, you see so many people now um, consulting people on things, um, coaching people on things, but they haven't had the experience that you have had. You know, So then they're not really an expert in what they're consulting in, but you definitely are, aren't you?
0: Well, <clears throat> I'm a pretty humble person by nature. I know I'm a Gemini, <laughs> so I'm supposed to be a little bit more gregarious. I might be the right word, but <laughs> I, I kind of approach things from a humility standpoint and um, the knowledge that I that I've learned over the years, um, like I said they call me a hybrid and expert. I just I just want to share the information that I've learned. Um, I've always been this way. so it was a natural transition for me to do this. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn heavily about two, about two hours a day. I, I, I really love enjoying sharing the, uh, the information that I've learned with others. Uh, obviously, I want people to purchase the book, but I share a lot of information for free as well. But, um, you know, I, I approach it from a humility standpoint that, you know what, we, we all can continue to grow and learn. And uh, I've always, always enjoyed sharing and helping others. So when the, I, I really wanted to be a true, actually a true servant leader. So when I first became a leader back in the late 80s, early 90s with, uh, with Home Depot, I was pretty gruff. Uh, pretty abrupt. Uh, you know, it was all about getting things done and, and achieving the numbers. And uh, it wasn't as much about the people. So I realized that, you know what, Jeff, if you really want to be a great leader, you really got to start working on your people skills, your soft skills. Um, I was always a great mentor and, and, and I was inspirational, but I had to learn to, to, to start tapping into each individual and saying, hey, what can I do to help you? What are your aspirations? You know, what, what are your goals? So, uh, so yeah so you know people call me an expert I, I just see it as it you know what I continue to learn and grow I've been out of retail now for a few years and uh, I'm still learning I love shopping in the stores right now and the one thing I can tell you is I have the utmost respect for all retail leaders employees the vendors the c-suite they're going through an unprecedented you know situation right now that's that's never happened before and I think they're doing very very well so I'm very impressed so whenever I'm in the stores, i'm complimenting the leaders i'm thanking the employees so and if they have to say hey, can you wait a few minutes i'm like take your time you know i, I completely understand and uh, that that symbiotic relationship that i have with retail will always be there
1: fantastic well i was going to ask you know the challenges that you have faced during the the pandemic but um you you oh, we can go that. into that if you want yeah sure yeah.
0: I, I can tell you some of that yeah obviously well, I'll flip it um, a little
1: bit because you said you're still learning. Um, obviously, retail has had to change a lot during the pandemic. So let, let's touch on that, the challenges that retail have faced.
0: Yeah, retailers are facing some pretty heavily challenges right now. Uh, you know, I, I've noticed through <clears throat> with my consulting uh, uh, practice and everything, I've noticed that uh, they're really retailers are really embracing innovation and change right now by entertaining uh, new ideas and strategies to remain competitive. I've noticed uh, a change in of the guard for many retail leaders uh, from a, a legacy mindset to an inclusive and forward thinking outlook by seeking to reimagine the guest experience. So what was working you know, for 30, 40, 50 years, all of a sudden it doesn't really work anymore. It, the energy of change is everywhere. Um, it, it's exciting, it's enthralling and it's visceral. So when I consult with retailers uh, specifically right now retail leaders, uh, you know, it's it's almost like they're, the leaders were in second gear, kind of playing it safe and cautious. And, and now they're in fifth gear, they're looking for the nitrous button and they're so eagerly looking forward to becoming trailblazers within their niches. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's kind of like, what's a great expression here? Fear has kind of been turned into optimism and it's very exciting to see. Most people think that that retailers are, are scared and, and they're fearful. And and some of that is true, but the leaders are kind of have kind of been re-energized, you know. With with the pandemic, it's 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 accelerated their their plans to to grow, expand, and and, and offer new services. Uh, probably about three to five years, it's sped up everything. So to, is is there some some chaos going on? I would call it I would call it controlled chaos. Uh, the leaders that I speak to, you know, they're they're running. They're excited, you know, it's like a new energy has, 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 has taken over the, the companies and they're kind of more exciting now about the future instead of just kind of just playing it safe and going step by step. And before what would happen is a lot of retailers would kind of, they would kind of wait around, let another retailer come out with a, a new innovative strategy and, and let them go through the growing pains. And, and what was happening is, is that the people that get in first and go through those growing pains that becomes extremely valuable knowledge down the road and you can build upon that, you know, look at Steve jobs, you know, in the iPhone, you know, they were first ones in, you know, with the smartphone back in, I think it was 07 and, you know, they, they, they dominate the market because of that. So um, it's fear has been turned into optimism. It's, it's fantastic to see. And at first I was like, wow, this is just fantastic. Cause normally most people would be kind of freaking out and, and what are we going to do? And the, the playbook that we had before doesn't kind of work. So, Um, It's exciting to see that they're embracing the change and the innovation. Another thing they're doing that I'm super, super excited about, and everybody on LinkedIn knows this about me, is all the employees are starting to get recognized and rewarded for their hard work. These frontline employees are doing fantastic. The leaders are doing fantastic. And even the vendors, I know the vendors get left out a a lot of times when we talk about it. We talk about the customer, the employee, but the leaders and vendors kind of get left out a little bit. But these, these companies are doing a fantastic job of, of recognizing and rewarding them and seeing that the valuable contribution that they have.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> so um, how has networking helped you? Uh,
0: networking is, is, is extremely important. Uh, you know, I, I spend around two hours per day networking with existing clients and prospective clients. The main actuator is to create sincere and genuine collaborative partnerships that are mutually beneficial to, to each party. And I have, an, I, I have a, a, an axiom that I created called an even exchange of energy. Everybody's heard me on LinkedIn and all my clients know I say this a lot. It's 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 giving giving the value back and exceeding the expectations. So my goal for New Retail Ethos is to consistently exceed each client's expectations. Uh, we go above and beyond for each client and, uh, and we ensure each client satisfaction is there. Our mission statement is to establish lifelong partnerships with each client by consistently operating from a place of character, integrity, empathy, sincerity, dedication, and exemplary service. But a, a, a lot of times what happens is people only network, uh, not all people, there's a lot of people that don't do this, but they only network when they kind of need something or they want something. They kind of go mm-hmm. right to the, to, to the well when, the, when, when they're out of water. Uh, I believe you should be networking 24 seven, you should be building these relationships with people uh, LinkedIn is by far uh, my favorite platform to go on and, la- and, and, and network with. I'm on there probably one to two hours a day, making posts, inter- inter- interacting with people and around the world. I-, I-, I love LinkedIn because you can you can interact with people around the world. Uh, where else can you, when you can meet people so easily and establish relationships and network with them? And the key is to make sure the relationships are, are genuine. And that's the key. So um, I created another acronym called SAGE. And it kind of keeps me, it keeps me focused. It's called, it stands for sincere, authentic, genuine, and engaged. Love it. So I I really believe if you're doing that and you're, you're networking with people the right way, good things will come from, good things will come from that.
1: Absolutely. I'm so glad you touched on the LinkedIn thing, because LinkedIn, to me as well, it is a networking platform, isn't it? It's, I know it's a social media aspect, but it's not. It's, it's a networking platform. And that's how people should really, really utilize it, because there's a lot of people that don't. Unfortunately, they try to get the sale. That's not the way. Nurture.
0: Yeah, that's that's a lot. A lot of times that happens, uh, Lee. You know, they they, uh, they they rush right in. They connect with you. Um, and then they commit the cardinal sin, what I call it, of connecting with someone and then immediately bombarding them with solici- solicitation requests. You know, it, this type of, uh, it, it's, it's an authentic, it's unprofessional, and it won't endear you to your prospective clients. So the, the key is, is, to, is to do it sincerely, authentically, genuinely, and, and, and off, also offer some, something back in return. Mm-hmm. A lot of times what happens is people, they connect with you, they start sending you their services. Um, what can you do to help the person that you're trying to connect with? What can you, again, even exchange of energy, what can you do to help them? You know, I, I believe it should be a give and take, you know, back and forth, where each party is sharing information to help each, each, each person. And I think if you do that, you're going to be off and you're going to get some good results. Because, you know, what I always say is karma is undefeated. Whatever energy you send out, you will get back. So to me, I always have great results because I'm always, always trying to help others in any way that I can, realistically, time permitting, of course, um, you know, but you, you try to help others, you're sincere about it, and you generally have their their best interests at heart, good things are going to happen.
1: Absolutely. So if anybody wants to get into retail, what would you advise them?
0: Starting a business in retail or just working in retail?
1: So starting a business in retail. Yeah. What steps would you take? tell them um, to take to start with?
0: That's a that's a fantastic question. Um, let me think about that for a second. Because there's a how long is your show, by the way?
1: <laughs> as long as we <laughs> as long as we want it to be. There's no limits on this.
0: <laughs> um, I guess the first thing I would probably recommend is to know your your SWOT analysis. SWOT it's your it's your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. So right now, specifically during the pandemic, consumers have shifted their preferences towards engagement. They're looking for speed, efficiency reliability. And 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 one that's really coming up that's surprising a lot of people is brand transparency. Customers are wanting their brands to be transparent. Uh, they want to know what's going on. They want to know that you're actively involved in your communities. Um, another one that's really popping up is sustainability. I've noticed over the last uh, uh, probably this beginning of probably since 2021 started, there's quite a few retailers, Walmart, Home Depot, uh, Lowe's, are all really heavily into sustainability. They're They're, they're speeding up. Their their goals for achieving what they want to do with the uh, you know with the net neutrality I'm sorry net neutrality the uh, the carbon carbon neutral and stuff of that nature so um, next thing would be choose your micro niches strategically and ensure you can dominate within those segments. Um, a lot of people start businesses and they want to be great at every single thing. We're gonna have the great service, the best product, the best prices. We're gonna dominate, and it's hard to do that in every single category. So Understand, I call them micro niches. You know, we're all selling, a lot of companies are selling similar products, but what's your specific niche that you can dominate mm-hmm. within? So, and think, and, and I would tell them to think about having, customers have a plethora of choices today as opposed to a, a bygone era where the, you had a few larger conglomerates that dominated the uh, the landscape. So, but it's a fantastic time right now to start your own company with the ubiquity of technologies that is available to everyone. So some questions I would, I would ask them is, who is your target customer? Who are you going after? Because you know we all want every customer, but there's certain customers that really fit within your wheelhouse. So know who your target customer is, spend some time on that, maybe spend some time doing some of the analysis, pay maybe some research analyst companies to, to narrow down your target customer. Um, what, what services and products will you provide? You know It's okay to come out with one product or one service and, and branch off from there, and that's usually the best strategy if you're going to open up a, a smaller company is come out with a, a couple of key products, unless you want to open up a full-blown retail store. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, there's, mm-hmm. there's different niches within that, that segment as well. Um, are you going to be online only, or are you going to have a brick and mortar store? And if you have a brick and mortar store, are you going to have an online uh, e-commerce platform? Um, so to, are you going to be domestic only, or are you going to be international? Uh, Is this a part-time hustle or is this a full-time career? A lot of times people want to, they want to start a business and, you know, you want to maintain your current income from your current uh, career that you have and you want to start your business. Sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you have to be all in and you just have to get in there and and take the risks and put the fear aside and just keep learning and growing. And, and hopefully you've, you've established a, a good core system of people around you that can help you and guide you in areas that you're not strong at. So you have a strong support network, basically. Yeah. And what are your goals and aspirations for the company? Have you written a mission statement? Um, What are your goals? What are you looking to achieve? So these are things that I would kind of ask anybody that wants to start a business. But right now is a great, great time to start a business because customers are really uh, looking forward to getting back into the stores. The excitement's coming back, the energy and uh, and there's so much technology available. Look, look at what we're doing right now. Mm. You know, mm. you're you're in you're in the United Kingdom. I'm over here in the United States, and we're having this 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 conversation right now, and it, it, it's fantastic. Yep. Yeah,
1: absolutely is. I know you're earlier morning than I am. Isn't it? What is it? was, it? must be 10 a.m. in there, isn't it now?
0: Yeah, nine nine fifty six a.m. right now. So there
1: you go. That's yeah, up. we're coming up to four p.m. here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you're, you're winding down and i'm starting up
1: <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> but it's true isn't it it's it's opened up uh because i recorded uh, another episode uh, earlier today as well with a lady from uh, north carolina and oh, um, it, she was saying how amazing it has been uh, even though it's been a terrible time the last 12 months mm-hmm. for a lot of people but it's amazing how it's opened up connections for so many people across the world that you never really knew that you could do
0: yeah, it's, it's, I, I tell you, you know, I I I always talk about silver linings. In any situation, there's always some something positive, something you might have to dig for a while if it's something really sad and 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 you know disastrous. But um, right now, I've noticed that people are, are are building better connections and relationships with their family and their friends, uh, their pets. Yeah, I just posted something recently on uh, on LinkedIn about you know a lot of um, uh, companies are looking at expanding their pet policy. Where you can, you know, bring your pets to work, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, so it's really, it's really uh, allowing people to feel more connected with their close network. Also, they're now more open to connect. Like what we're doing right now, they're open to connecting with more people around the world. Uh, it, it, there's always positives, always silver linings in there, and I think the networking has skyrocketed. Uh, you know, since the pandemic has started. Now, me personally, I love in, you know, personal in, in you know, with with somebody in, you know, in person. I prefer the in-person interaction the most, uh, but this would probably be the second form. And then, of course, a phone call and an email. So the connection is fantastic during this time.
1: Absolutely. Well, uh, I'm glad of it because it gave me the opportunity to meet you, your, your good self. Uh, and it's been very enjoyable. So can we finish off by uh, you telling people just a summary about your book that you've got put, put behind you, which I can see, and how it can help them?
0: Yeah, well, I got a copy right here. If you can't see the 100 copies behind me. <laughs> it's a big eight and a half by 11, eight and a half by 11 book, uh, 370 pages. Uh, it's in uh, 17 countries around the world right now. It's doing very, very well. Uh, doing well over in uh, England and United K- Kingdom over there as well. So the purpose, for, everybody asked me, uh, I just I just made a post on LinkedIn, uh, I think it was yesterday, about you the inspiration for writing the book. And, you know, we need to trust our intuition by believing in ourselves, that was, the, that was the title of the post. Trust, trust your intuition by believing in yourself. So, my purpose for writing the manual was obviously to share the knowledge that I learned throughout my 30-year career with, with the eight retailers that we've already spoken about. Um, I call it a labor of love. Uh, it took me 17 months to write the book. I gave myself a deadline, so I, I recommend to anybody that wants to write a book, which I highly recommend, give yourself a deadline. That's 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 the key. I know, I know a lot of friends of mine have been writing a book for five, six years. And they're nowhere near being done. So when you set a, di- a deadline, it kind of forces you to, uh, to to stay within that time frame. So I wrote four to five days a week for about thirteen months, and then of course you got to get all the polishing done and everything like that. But so it was a labor of love. Um, but the main inspiration for the book is when I first became a leader uh, back in, like I said, the late eighties, early nineties. Um, I wanted to find one retail book that contained a culmination of best practices. And proven strategies. Um, so I read all the books that, that you could find back then at the Borders and the Barnes and Nobles. You know the leadership books, the sales books, the merchandising books, the human resources books. And and I love to read. I'm a voracious reader. So, but I wanted one book that contained kind of kind of put it all together. You know where it had all the stuff that you would. need. Let me rephrase. Not it, no one book's going to contain everything, but I wanted to make sure that the the ten pillar strategy contained pretty much 75 to 80% of what you would need uh, in, in retail or business to be successful. So the phrase that kept coming to mind when I couldn't find this book over the years was, if you can't find what you're looking for, create it. And that's that's kind of, so that's kind of what I did. Um, it, you, you, you think you can't write a book. You know, to me, I thought I'm never gonna write a book in my life, you know, I, it's just, you know, it's not in, it's something that's hard to do. And, and what I realized was it, it's definitely hard But it's obviously not impossible if you put your mind to it, and you set the deadline. So I wanted to create a hands-on manual. So if people say, Jeff, tell me about your book in like 10 seconds, it's a hands-on retail manual that was written from empirical results standpoint, as opposed to a theoretical ideas perspective. So basically, it's verifiable and proven results versus conceptual ideas. I read a lot of books, and they, they tell you how to do something but they don't kind of walk you through it and show you. So I said, Jeff, if you're gonna write a book, make sure number one, you're talking about what you know. Number two, make sure you've already done it. And number three, walk the person through. So I kind of hold hold the reader's hand, I walk them through the 10 pillar strategies. Uh, I call them transformative, highly portable and reproducible while being fantastically successful uh, at producing sustained success. That's the key when, you know, with the book, the people that are implementing all 10 pillars consistently uh, are achieving maximum results from that consistency. It's kind of the, the key actuator would be a good word is consistency. So when an organization has all stores operating from an identical mindset, the book, what, what, what's great about the book is when all of the, I have a couple of big retailers that have purchased the book and they've, they've purchased it for all their, their employees. When they all have the book and they're operating from the same mindset, and they're operating it consistently, that level of energy permeates throughout their entire organization, because everybody's kind of on the same page. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like you said, the leaders are going to learn how to conduct interviews, how to protect your brand, the onboarding process, <clears throat> which is extremely important. Uh, I, devote, I devote three chapters to some of the pillars because of the importance of these. And the first chapter is the most important one of all, it's talent acquisition. If you don't hire the right people, you can have the best product in the world, the best services, the best prices. So each pillar kind of builds momentum on each pillar. Um, you're going to learn how to conduct an optimal performance review. This is another one that kind of gets uh, you know pushed to the wayside. A lot of times people are getting a review and they don't even know what's going on. They, they're, they're being downgraded on something they didn't even know they're responsible for. So I talk about making sure that you're given constant immediate feedback, constructive and positive, um, net income techniques to increase profitability, um, how to implement successful revenue generation strategies, how to promote the right leaders. But this one is so important. Uh, it, it, during my time in retail, the adage was the person that got the most stuff done would be a nice euphemism. I can't say the right word here on uh, on Zoom, but <laughs> the, the euphemism uh, getting stuff done uh, are the people that got promoted. And and I was one of those people. I got a lot of stuff done, but my people skills were inferior and I needed to work on those for years. And But I wanted to do that. But some leaders, they, they, they get promoted because they get stuff done. Remember, you can always teach a lot of the fundamentals of retail. But dealing with people, generally caring about people and having a passion to serve people, you, 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 if you don't have it, you got to want it. But if you don't have it and you don't want it, these people probably shouldn't be promoted to leaders because they're gonna impact all the other employees. And what happens is you have a cascading effect where I remember when I worked in some stores, when they had a a leader that was very aggressive, didn't have good people skills, you could could tell only cared about the numbers. Um, I I started thinking, is that the type of leader I have to be to be successful in this company? Because I I didn't resonate with that type of style. Um, You're also gonna learn merchandising concepts, um, store environment is so critical i talk about feng shui believe it or not in the book people are like wow you're talking about feng shui in a retail book your store environment can create harmonious energy or it can be chaotic energy so i discussed that Um, how to create massive differentiation that's another one is right now what what's going to separate your your retail organization from 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 your competition basically um the five main anchors of achieving Exemplary organizational culture. I spend a multi, multiple chapters on organizational culture. I talk about omni-channel. Um, how to create work-life balance for your leaders. This is another thing I speak to a lot of retail leaders throughout the throughout the world. I still keep in contact with most of my friends that I, from the eight different retailers I worked at, and they all kind of echo the same sentiment. You know, I love my job. You know, I don't mind working some of the hours. You know, in season, but they want to have better work-life balance. And unfortunately, a lot of leaders are paid a salary. <clears throat> they get bonuses. They have stock options sometimes. And a lot of the retailers, not all of them, there's a lot that do very well, but some of them kind of say that's that's where you're going to be rewarded. And they'd rather have a little bit more work-life balance in their life. So I, I make sure when I'm talking to the C-suite uh, individuals and retailers, I bring this up repetitively. You know, this is really what they want. They want more work-life balance. I mean, who wants to work 70 hours a week consistently? <clears throat> And, and retail is fun, don't get me wrong, but you know, you're know you missing your family, you're missing your friends, you can't go to your daughter's soccer game, your hobbies are being put on the back burner. So it's something that's important to them too. Uh, lastly, innovative concepts. And then I finish up with why the retail apocalypse, in my opinion, is hyperbole. So that's kind of the things that are, that are in the retail manual. Um, it's doing very well. It's got 46 five-star reviews on Amazon. And, and what's great is you can buy the book anywhere in the world on amazon.com. Because I get questions from people that live in like Bangladesh and and they live in some some smaller countries and they're like we don't have an Amazon platform here, um, you know they have different Amazon platforms Amazon.com, UK and stuff of that nature. Um, I'm like just go to Amazon.com actually, and you can purchase the book anywhere there for anywhere you live in the in, in the world on Amazon.com. So. I'm
1: going to get one of these books. It sounds absolutely brilliant. Honestly. Yeah, definitely. I'm a big fan of business books, but um, this ticks all the boxes that I want to read. So thank you for that, Jeffrey.
0: Fantastic. I I really appreciate it. Thank you. I, I look forward to hearing your thoughts.
1: Oh, absolute pleasure. Total. But thank you so much. It's been excellent to me what a lovely guy and i was told you were as well so that's that's good you lived up to your reputation so, okay i'll
0: put the i'll put the check in the mail the checks in the go. mail no worries
1: i'll expect that in about five days <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much it's great great to meet you can you tell people just finish up by telling people how they can connect with you obviously linkedin but is there any other channels that they can get yeah so we, i'm
0: on i'm on i'm on obviously uh facebook uh you know go to the ultimate retail manual um i'm on instagram um obviously my website is uh i didn't even mention my website i can tell how, how humble i am right i'm not even mentioning my own website right um my website is is new retail ethos, uh, .com. um and then linkedin is probably where you can connect with me the most now i'm almost at 30,000 connections for some reason linkedin only gives you 30,000 connections you can have unlimited followers but the, uh, uh david brock is also almost at. He, he we just connected the other day he's at 29 9 something as well so but what I try to do is I try to make room for people as much as I can. Yeah. Um, but LinkedIn, I'm on there. Like I said, one to two hours a day. It's by far the most effective networking platform. They have a they have a paid version as well. Um, um, I've had it for for some time as well. So the paid version as well. The, the the free version is it does well as well for most people. But LinkedIn is probably where I'm at the most. And uh, like I said, so. Um, I don't know if, are we connected on LinkedIn yet? I don't know if we are, Lee, are we?
1: I'm going to check as soon as we're finished.
0: Yeah. If not, send me a connection request, like I said, and uh, I look forward to doing this again in the future. I mean, this is the third time I've been on uh, your partnerships. Like I said, John Gomez uh, reached out to me originally. Um, He's, uh, I think uh, he's a, he's a leader at uh, Rev Expo. I believe it's his company. Well, he's got a lot of companies. He's doing a lot of stuff. And then uh, David Brock reached out and we did one of those, uh, I think it was last month. So I really enjoy the uh, the, the time with, with your partnerships. You guys are doing a fantastic job. So, Thank so you. Keep, keep up the good work, man. Doing a great job over there.
1: Thank you, you And I wish you massive success with your consultancy and of course your book as well. Thank you very much, Jeffrey. All
0: right. Have a good day. Thank you for
1: listening to the Business Networking Show brought to you by Your Partnerships. Check out all our upcoming networking
0: events at yourpartnerships.co.uk.